Welcome to Make It Happen, powered by Avon. I'm your host, Evie DeAngelis. For over 130 years and 34 years before women had the right to vote, Avon has been empowering women to rewrite the rules for business success. Sparked by female entrepreneurship, each episode features spirited discussion with motivating, inspirational, and candid real-life stories and secrets to success and how to make it happen. Join us as industry power players share their personal success stories about embracing opportunities, embracing failures, trusting their gut along the way, and everything in between. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our show. I am your host, Evie DeAngelis, and we have a great show in store for you today. We are joined by this amazing powerhouse, truly amazing woman on so many different levels and soon to be published author, which is incredibly exciting. Miss um, Arinthia Ricketts from Newark, New Jersey. Arinthia, it's so great to have you here today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I just want to like dive right in and talk about you know your your entrepreneurial journey. So you have been an Avon representative um, for eleven years, and you know you you started Avon because you really just wanted the freedom to be able to buy yourself a pair of shoes. A pair of shoes. That's how it started. And what I love about this is that you've created an empire since then. And this like of sorts, true, <laughs> truly amazing path. But I think it's such a great lesson for aspiring entrepreneurs to hear that your dream doesn't have to start big to get big. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, about that, about how a pair of shoes turned into so much more for you. Well, I started out, I was working my corporate job. Everything was humming along nicely. And I started out because I wanted to, you know, be able to have a little play money for myself. I didn't want to have that budget um, discussion with my husband right. about, you know, I wanted to go to Nordstrom or DSW and get my shoes. <laughs> so I said, just $100 every couple of weeks would, would, would make it work. And it was going well. You know, everything was going well. And then I got that proverbial tap on the shoulder. My department was closing. Mm. You know, when the technology changes, everything changes. So they were uh, combining with another department. So I was uh, getting laid off. And I mean, I could have gone into, you know, other parts of the company. But I said to myself, I said, well, maybe this is the sign. Maybe this is the time for me to pursue that entrepreneurial path that I've been thinking about. So I said, all right, let me see what we can do. And I did a little bit of stuff in between. I did some consulting for about a year. And then I thought about it and I said, I don't necessarily love the solitude of this. I I want something more. So I looked around at my life and inside my life was Avon already. So I did some investigation and I talked to my husband. And, you know, funny thing that it's it's important is... uh, when, when I had that discussion with my family, my son said to me, Mommy, does that mean we're going to be poor? Mm. And, you know, I said to myself, okay, so whatever I do, I have to make it work. Right. I have to make it work. So I launched full-time in 2008, and it's been an amazing journey. And here you are today. And I think what's so interesting is so many entrepreneurs start their, their entrepreneurial journey as a side hustle which is what you did. Yes, ma'am. And some of them get that proverbial shoulder tap like you did, and some of them don't. And, and um, you know, they have to kind of make a decision, but the decision was kind of made for you, huh? Yeah, I live by quotes. And one of my favorite quotes is, you know, if you can't find a way, the weight will find you. Right. <laughs> yes. And that absolutely is the story for you, is that it, it did find you. Yes. And it kind of pointed you down that path. Yes, it did. Yes, but what did. about for people who don't necessarily have that sign? 
you know, how would you tell them that they could make the transition from side hustle to full time? Well, I always say, look at what you want your life to be. What do you want your life to be? When I started out, I know I wanted to travel. I wanted to have time, freedom, all those different things. And as I looked at my Avon business, my Avon world, I realized that it could help me to realize all those things. So really look at what you want your life to be. Right. You know, be very intentional about what you want. And if, But if you're not clear about what you want, then sometimes it may come, but you may not even recognize it because you don't know what it is. Right. What's your advice for people to be intentional? Because I think that's such important advice. Because the thing that you've always wanted might be right in front of your face and you just don't know, to your point. So how do you set that intention And how do you define it? Well, again, go back to what you want. What do you want? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to feel like? Almost like you have to think in pictures, think in moving images, almost like you're in a movie. Right. And see what that life looks like. Once you do that, start to write stuff down. Start to write stuff down and start moving towards it. And really think about what is it that will resonate with me personally? Because mm-hmm. there's lots of business and different things people can do. But if it's not something that resonates with you personally, then what's the point? Right. You're not going to get the feeling you want. You're not going to get the results, what you want. And like you said, even if, if, if it's right in front of you, if you didn't think it, you can't even see it. Right. So that's a big part of that being intentional about what you want. It really is. And then, you know, once you do that, you can kind of set out to, to kind of chase, chase that Absolutely. dream. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it becomes evident. If you know what you're looking for, when it comes, you'll see it. So, you know, along the way, it sounds like obviously, you know, we know one of the pivotal moments for you was kind of that shoulder tap um, when your department closed. What, what are some of the other really pivotal moments along your entrepreneurial journey that you, that really stand out to you is like, this is a moment that changed things for me. This is a moment that I was able to really identify an intention and move forward. Well, one of the things I've always wanted to do, I always wanted to make my husband proud of me. Mm. And I was able to, well, let me go back a little bit. The first time I sold at the president's council level, I earned a trip and it was an all expense per trip, but I only earned it for myself. And I went and it was great, but I kept missing that I wanted him to be there. I wanted my family to experience it with me. So then my next goal was, well, I went on a trip for two, which meant you had to sell more. So I said, okay, all right. So I formulated a plan, really looked at the compensation plan, looked at what I could do, and really started to work at it. And I'm proud to say the first trip we earned together was a trip to Hawaii, which was a dream come true for both of us. Amazing. So I knew then, oh, he's proud of me. Especially because you live in the cold Northeast. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. And I love the sea, the sand, the sun. So anywhere where there's all three things, I'm happy. That's fantastic. And how does he feel about everything? Oh, amazing. Amazing. (laughs) My mom always says, I I was able to bring my mom on one trip with me. And now my mom says, well, when when is he going to give up a trip so I can go again? And he goes, I'm not giving up any trips. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the kind of like sugar-coated problem you want to have, right? That your family is like vying for the chance to be on one of these trips with you. That's so fantastic. (laughs) And how do you feel that you can grow a side hustle passion into a full-time experience and not lose that passion? Well, it takes me back to something I always said. The power of possibility is so important. Mm -hmm. 
And when you know that there's something you can do, like you're in control of this thing, that you can take it wherever you want to take it, as far as you want to take it, that's so important. And it's important for my children to see that they don't have to be in this box. They don't have to be in this nine-to-five box if they don't choose to. Right. The, the, the choices that you make will determine what your life looks like. So if you look at this opportunity and you want to take that opportunity and run with it, then run with it. You know, and that's what Avon has done for me. It's given me this framework that resonates with me personally. Right. And I run with it and I'll continue to run with it. And you have so much passion for your side hustle turned full-time gig oh, that you're absolutely. writing a book. Yes, 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 yes. Did you think that, you know, 11 years ago, do you think you'd be writing a book? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I thought I'd be reading somebody else's book. Right. And so how did you get there? And what inspired you to do that? Well, I've always thought about my journey and what it's been like. And I think back to that girl who at 20 years old had a baby, had financial problems, had all these things happen. And through my personal growth, I've come to this place. And it's, I got to tell you, it's been through a tremendous, tremendous personal growth. And I want to share that story with other people who may be in that same position who can't see their way through. And I want to help guide them through, you know, do this, do this, do this, or don't do this, don't do that, to really get to that place where you envision yourself, you know, really create that life that you're all, you've always dreamed of because it is possible. Yeah. And one of the things that I love so much about you is that, you know, you have this amazing story, but that your motivation is about helping other people create their own story too. Absolutely, Evie, because when I was in that place in the Bronx in a one-bedroom apartment with my daughter, barely being able to pay my rent, I felt hopeless. Mm. But when I discovered that there's another way, once you start growing as a person, your world starts to expand. Right. You know, and I I think it's important to let people know that that's out there because we live in such a a fast-paced society nowadays that if you're not careful, you start out, you have these feelings, and then before you know it, you're 68 with those same feelings. So it's almost like so many dreams unrealized. Right. And I want people to know that there's more. There's so much more out there if you're willing to do the work. And what a great example to set for your daughter too, because imagine if you had stayed in that hopeless place, what would have rubbed off on her? Absolutely. But instead, you know, what's rubbing off on her now? Yeah, she sees what I do, my my granddaughter especially, because she's much younger. She's eight years old. And now she sees that there's so much more possibility. You don't have to do the traditional anything. You know, there's so much more you can do and be. And that's important to me that she can see that and she can get excited about what life can be for her. Endless, endless possibilities. Oh, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that lesson is just, it's so robust because of course it's tied to your Avon business and to everything that you've developed. I mean, here you are on another, another rewards trip and, you know, going on many, many more in the years to come with your, your mom and your husband fighting over who's going with you. <laughs> Maui here we come, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I mean, it's just, it's so applicable to so many other areas of life. And I'm sure that, you know, with your daughter and with your granddaughter, that there are moments in their lives that you see, you know, the obstacles and you see it. We all have our hopeless moments, but how do you coach them through and get them to that place of being hopeful? I encourage them to know that whatever the obstacle is, even if you have to get over it, around it, under it, get through it. Right. But don't let those obstacles stop you. Right. You really just have to dig deep really build relationships outside of yourself so that you have resources, you have help to help you to, to get around these obstacles. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can achieve if, you, if it really means enough to you, number one, and if it's something that you really, really want. Because sometimes we get stopped when 
what we're going after. We really, we kind of want it, but not really. Right. But if it's something that you really, really want, you'll do what it takes. You'll do what it takes. And how do you, how do you make those relationships and build those networks to help support you? Well, one of the things that I have to do is to get past the fear of talking to people. <laughs> I get very starstruck sometimes, you know, meeting different people. And I have had to learn to approach people. I heard um, a, a quote earlier, if you never ask, it's always no. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite sayings. Exactly. So it's almost like, ask. You know, it doesn't hurt. Yep. If the answer is no, it's no. But you didn't die. Right. You didn't die. What's the worst that could happen? No is not exactly. going to cut you. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> You're not going to bleed from it. So I'm teaching them that go for what you want. Be clear about what you want and go for it. I know for me, I struggled with the difference between being selfish and being rooted in knowing what I wanted. And, you know, how how do you as a leader in a business as a mother to a daughter, as a grandmother to a granddaughter, how do you show people that it's okay to be strong and to state what you want and that that doesn't make you selfish, but that just makes you driven? Make peace with it. Make peace with it. Understand that asking for what you want does not mean you're selfish. It's, it means that you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of everybody else. Right. So I've learned to, number one, take time for myself, know how to nurture my own spirit. Because if I don't do that, how can I do it for them? Right. So that's one of the lessons that I always say to them, take care of yourself. And if taking care of yourself means taking one of those mental health days, then do it. Yeah. You know? And I try to make sure that whenever I start to feel a little off, I take time to rest, relax, yeah. rejuvenate, and really be kind to myself. Do you find that it's easier said than done? And on the days where you feel like, oh, it's been a while since I've done it, like, how do you make sure that you get back to that place? Well, most of the time, it's out of necessity when you start to feel it. Because I believe that if you don't nurture you, the breakdown is coming. Right. <laughs> it does. It does. Your body's going to say, okay, this is it. Cut. Take a break. Yeah. So you don't really want to make your body shut down on you. And I've had that happen to me. So I've decided that when you start to, you know, feel a little, you know, a little less than 100%, take some time. Take yeah. it down. And for me, that's about, you know, I try to do a little bit of something every, probably about every 90 days or so. It may sound like a lot, but based on the pace at which, you know, we live, Take it down. And take it down doesn't mean you take a whole week or 10 days or anything. It can mean a few hours. It can mean a day. It, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody look at you and be like, I don't have time for that. That's not going to happen. Oh, I hear it all the time. Yeah. I hear it all the time. And, and so I, what do you say? I tell, I have, I have a girlfriend. She's an accountant. And I mean, she goes hard. She has a, a pretty busy practice. And I tell her, I said, come on. Take a day. Guess what? The world is not going to fall apart because you took a day. Trust me. Right. You know? And she started to listen, and she cannot stop thanking me about, you know, encouraging her to take some time because she's a mom. She's a wife. She's a, you know, a busy businesswoman. And I said, take a day. One day is not going to kill anybody. Right. You know? So it's really meant a, a lot to her to do that for Well, that's so wonderful that you can be, you know, kind of a, a coach to such a good friend, too. <laughs> um, and sometimes it can be so much easier to give advice to other people than it can be to take it. But it sounds like you're really walking the walk. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. And it, it's a work in progress. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what are some of the, the challenges? Honestly, sometimes I talk to you and I'm like, this one, she's got it all figured out. <laughs> right. But you said it's a work in progress. And it I appreciate is. that, you know, that vulnerability and you saying that. So what are what are some of, you know, the the challenges to becoming your own self-made entrepreneur? Well, I'm a glass half full kind of girl where I always look at whatever is happening, whatever the challenge is, I always look at it and try to see where I can find that silver lining. And one of the biggest challenges for me is discipline. Hmm. 
the discipline to do the things that you must do every single day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really that good at that, but a work in progress, as you said. And I find that the more disciplined I get, the more successful I become. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning that I have to take those small steps every single day. If I skip a Saturday or Sunday or whatever, it's not going to hurt anything. But during the week, I try to make sure I have a schedule of things that I need to do. And I focus on doing them, small, small things, every single day. And one of my mentors told me, he says, when you start to do that, it becomes habit. Yeah. It's not habit yet for me yet. It's not habit yet, but I'm working on it. So the discipline is really what I find to be the most challenging. And how do you motivate for that discipline? You know, if it's not a habit yet and it's not inherently built into who you are, you know, how are you getting yourself there? Well, if if my results don't give me what I want, if I don't get the results that I want, then I know I've done something wrong. So I kind of reverse engineer. Yep. So I look at, well, what do you want to do? What are the results that you want? And what do you have to do to get to those results? Mm-hmm. And I'm typically a wait to the last minute person, but that <laughs> doesn't work in, in this business. So I reverse engineer and go back and say, okay, so we're at the beginning of, beginning of the month. What are we going to do to get to that end goal? And if we don't do it, what's going to happen? And yeah. I, I kind of focus on what's not going to happen, and uh, that's not acceptable. So you're inherently a procrastinator. Yes. I was reading recently about procrastinators who do oh. everything early. Oh, let me write that down. I know. And I'm like, procrastinator? Yes. I love it. And I'm it. like, how do I become that person? Uh-huh. Right? But it sounds like your reverse engineering is kind of a way of doing that, yes. right? Because you're, you're like kind of front-loading your month and your activities so you can make sure to achieve that end goal. Yes, you yeah. have to. Yeah, I think that's great advice. So, okay, we talked about some of the challenges of being your own self-made entrepreneur, but what are some of the advantages? Wow, some of the advantages is just owning your time. Yeah. I work hard, and I work even harder than I worked when I was working a nine-to-five. But guess what? When I need to shut it off, I can shut it off. I don't have to ask anyone. Mm. One of the my pet peeves when I was working in corporate was that vacation schedule. Hated oh, yeah. that. Hated that vacation <laughs> schedule where you kind of had to go by seniority and you know and and I was always a, always like towards the middle towards about us all the good days were taken. Yeah. And I hated that. If I wanted to go on vacation in Christmas, I couldn't go because everybody else had taken it. So now I take vacation when I want. So now I work hard when I need to work, but when I need to take time off, as I'm doing right now, I can makes a big, big difference because now I have those breaks in between that I've set up, not yeah. when a vacation schedule is set up, that I've set up. And that makes a big, big difference for me. What would you say to someone who's like pondering entrepreneurship, but they're not really sure? Oh, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at social media, you look at television, they make it seem like it's just a bit of roses, but it really is not for the most part. It's rewarding, yes, but it's a lot of hard work. It can be stressful and it can really take its toll if you're not prepared for the highs and lows. I always say to people that it looks like this, right. highs and lows, highs and lows. And I would say make sure whatever business that you're going to be doing really resonates with you personally. Make sure it's something that you love. Yeah. Make sure it's something you actually start out liking because you really don't know about the love part till later. Sure. Yeah. So I say make sure it's something that resonates with you personally. Don't just do it for the money because the money wears thin after a while. Right. Well, and I think, you know, there are so many people who are looking for like that quick fix, right? But entrepreneurship really is efforts in, results out. Yep. And you you put in the work and you'll actually see your work come to fruition and like actually give you those rewards that you're talking about. And I think that when you do it for yourself, it's so much more rewarding. Yes, it is. You work harder, but it's so much more rewarding. And it almost doesn't feel like work. And I wake up excited because none of my days are the same. Right. 
No day is the same. And I have control over, you know, what I do, where I go and who I do it with. So that makes a big difference. Sure. Yeah. So just that, you know, be prepared for those highs and lows. Yeah. And when you hit the lows, just know, know that you have to have a plan to come out of it. Otherwise, you can stay there, you know. And there are many successful people who are not prepared for when the low comes. So they kind of get stuck. So you kind of, you know, just know that it's not always going to be smooth sailing. There's always right. going to be roadblocks, obstacles, and just be prepared for those. So if we had a time machine and we could go back 11 years and you could say one thing to Arinthia 11 years ago, what would you say to her? Don't be so afraid. Don't be so afraid because there was a, a lot of things that I was afraid of, afraid of this, afraid of asking, afraid of so many things. And then you, you do them or you go through them and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. I used to be afraid of talking to people. I can't imagine that about you, but I believe you, but I can't imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Afraid of approaching someone to offer them my opportunity or my products or whatever. And I just struggled with finding the words. Right. So I had to learn to really step out of that. Almost like step outside of yourself. Stop worrying so much. It's just people. It's people just like you. Right. So the, the person I was 11 years ago that was so afraid, I would tell her, chill out. Chill out. Yeah. It's not that serious. Isn't that so interesting? Like the perspective that you get. And I hope that our listeners can hear, you know, that they're, uh, that fear really is just a, yet another obstacle that, as you said, you have to go through. Right. Feel it. Feel the fear. Yeah. Do it anyway. Because the fear, it's almost like a balancer for us. Sure. Because when you don't feel fear, it's almost like you're in this emotionless space. Right. So you either don't do anything or you don't do it as well because there's nothing pushing you forward, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. What a great lesson for your family too, to be able to have you to, you know, hold up as an example of, you know, the ways to get through things. And that's so exciting. And, um, you know, I know that you said that there's a lot of pride in your family Absolutely. about what you do. Um, and I can see why. Thank you. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so I always like to end the show with some rapid fire questions. And because I'm from one fellow shoe junkie to another, <laughs> I need to know what your absolute favorite pair of shoes is. My absolute favorite, favorite pair of shoes is not the most expensive pair, believe it or not, <laughs> is a nine West pair of blue floral four inch heels. Ugh. The most comfortable four inch heels I've ever Stacked owned. heel or stiletto? Stacked. Stacked heel, pointy toe or open toe? Open toe. Okay. Yeah. Like a sandal. Yeah. Four inch. Yep. Four inch heels. And but that makes you how tall when you wear them. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. six, two. Yeah. You rock into the room and you're like, I am owning this room because these shoes are making me own it. Absolutely. I love that. And they're comfortable. That was a shocking thing. So now I just look out for a similar style, mm -hmm. a similar construction. That stacked heel, man. I, as somebody who like loves a good stiletto, I have like come to understand that the stacked heel is what I can stand in eight right. hours plus supports you exactly you know? <laughs> <laughs> and um all right here's another one what's your favorite vacation spot anywhere there is sand sun and sea yes and I'm from Jamaica so that's that's home so I love to go to Jamaica but Hawaii was amazing and now I have Fiji on my radar Ooh. so I don't know I don't know <gasps> oh that my gosh. may change we but... are kindred spirits because I love <laughs> shoes and I love beaches so yeah. I'm right there with you and lastly what is your favorite Avon product that you cannot live without I can only get one you get one. Oh my gosh well I love the Anu line yeah I love 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 the that's kind of cheating because it's a whole line but I'll give it to you <laughs> well well there are two that I love I love the Anu platinum and I love the Anu ultimate 
So right yep. now I'm trying to decide which one I like best. But my skin kind of, you know, does its own thing. So I kind of, you yeah, know, go use back them. and forth. Yeah. And I love the uh, vitamin C serum. That stuff is life changing. I just discovered that. And let me tell you, it's an amazing, amazing product. Yeah. Life changing. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Arinthia. I love chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Abby. And, you know, always good to talk to uh, someone who is so entrepreneurial, so fired up, and also, of course, a, a shoe lover just like myself. Oh, so. thanks for having me. It's <laughs> Pleasure. Good talking to you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. You can connect with us on Twitter, on Facebook, at www.avon.com. And you can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.